This is the show where we talk about all things pop culture and what we're into right now. I'm Josh. I'm AJ. And AJ, it's an interesting time to be a nerd because I remember being a kid and if I remember a few times I like played Star Wars or, or Marvel stuff at recess and the kids were like, what a loser, you're a nerd. And now it's like multi-billion dollars being thrown into all these properties. Right. And there's pros and cons to that. You know, there's different levels of quality to the things that we're getting. Did you hear the latest from uh, the Lord of the Rings properties? So I saw on Twitter that I Warner Brothers, I think, did they purchase the rest of the movie rights to Lord of the Rings? Is that what it was? So it's this weird thing where like Amazon and Warner Brothers slash New Line Cinema basically mm-hmm. like have split rights to rights. the Lord of the Rings properties. Okay. And it's a lot of the same stuff from my understanding. I, I haven't like looked, I don't know what the fine legal print is, but I think they have a lot of the same types of material that they can use. I think, uh, I think we had like touched on that a little bit when we were doing the Lord of the Rings show and that how like it's kind of like split between who can do what and Amazon can never touch the, I guess, OG story. Is that right? Yeah, they can't. They technically can't do the Cimmerillion. Only the stuff that's in the appendices of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the scraps. Honestly, it is. If you if you have not read the Cimmerillion people, the Lord of the Rings takes up, I think, a paragraph, maybe a page in a like 300 page book. So there's a lot of stuff out there. And they paid they paid two hundred and fifty million dollars for that. Wait, that's it? Yeah. Or I mean, they that that's how much the show for like the like the show cost, right? For season one. Wasn't it like two hundred fifty oh, million? Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. The IP, I think they paid like somewhere like two two billion, I think. Yeah. I was, I, yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm pretty sure there it was in the the billions. So they're insane. So, so total, we're looking at maybe like a three billion, just for like a couple of scraps of Lord of the Rings. Man, yeah, crazy. yeah. Well, and we saw how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Rings of Power was a show. <laughs> it was um, a show. And it's it's been cool. I've been kind of I've been lightly keeping you know a finger on the pulse of all this stuff. It was something that came up that I've seen people talking about they the Lord of the Rings YouTube channels, so like some of the more established ones, mm-hmm. is that the fact that now New Line Cinema slash I believe Warner Brothers like is going to be putting out content, it kind of creates competition for Amazon to step up their game. Like you, you have yeah. these two very different companies that can both make the same type of product. Like yeah. you you can't mess up now. If you mess right. up, nobody's gonna watch your stuff and you're gonna lose a lot of money. If I'm Jeff Bezos and Amazon, I think I try to do a Sony Disney thing and see if I can like leverage some type of deal in in exchange for a percentage of 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 profit because it's like it's going to be one of these <laughs> things where if Amazon's isn't as good as like Warner Brothers because Warner Brothers, I don't think they'll remake the Peter Jackson. Not I don't trilogy. think maybe like I when you and I are like kind of a waste. You know what I mean? I think like when you and I are like sixty years old, they they'll like Maybe, start production or something. Yeah, but like I think it's still a little bit too 
unnecessary to do that. So I, I can definitely see them just kind of doing, you know, the individual stories. Like maybe they'll do their take on Gandalf's origin or something, or maybe they'll even do their own version of the, is it the second age? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that would be interesting. So they could really do whatever they want and um, make it better. You know what I mean? So it'd be really, right. really interesting to see how that, how that shakes out. Yeah. Cause like in, in this scenario and like, I didn't think about it this way you, you know, that you just brought up. Amazon is very much, they have put themselves in the Sony position. Yeah. Whereas new line is definitely in the Disney position. Cause like, they have they have the street cred to like prove it like that they can actually do this. Yeah, did you, I mean, did you know they're making an anime, Lord of the Rings anime? Yes. Oh, it could be cool. It could yeah, be really cool. Yeah, yeah. That, it's about cool. about Rohan. So, yeah, no, I, that could be really cool. Like, I, I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm totally on board. I just you know, it just needs to be better than what Amazon's first swing was. You know, hundred hundred percent, hundred percent. But again, I think this this compact. Competitive, wow, I can't speak. Competition part can, <laughs> can really benefit the fans. It's going to push these companies to make something better. Because yeah. if you have one company that owns it all, like right. you, 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 uh, you might swing and miss. It's it's and one pro- one IP to rule them all. Ex- oh, you see, look you see at what you. I did there? You see look what I did there? You. Guys, look, I'm one. Of, I'm one of us now. I did it. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and you know what? That's not always always the case. Um, you 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 have Disney. Yeah, Disney um, and their and their conglomerate mega giant uh spew of IPs. You know, I, I think one of the things that we didn't talk about before on the show is we kind of took a break from doing Marvel stuff because uh <laughs> well, there's just too much. There's, there's, just there, too, there's a lot of it out there. Yeah, yeah there's, there's just way too much. Um I think we just took a break because it all felt so similar, you know, it all kind of felt like it merged together a little bit. No, and, and I've actually heard other people talk. But like, there are like major creators out there, um, like Mr. Sunday Movies, Caravan mm-hmm. of Garbage, like those guys. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to them a little bit ago, and they were like, "Yeah, like we're gonna cover another Marvel thing." Yeah, and you could yeah. tell like, they are kind of not too thrilled. The last thing we did was um, what, what, prior to Black Panther was Moon Knight. You know what I mean? So we we haven't done. I don't think we've done another Marvel movie uh, aside from Black Panther two in a long time. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so it's it's just one of those things where we're kind of just burnt out a little bit of the IP, and we'll get into why a little bit later. But you know, um, this episode, Josh and I, we watched uh, Ant Man uh, and the Wasp: Quantumania. I think that's the whole title. What a tongue twister! Um, and <laughs> You know, this is. Do you know what number movie this is in the in the MCU? Zero idea. I don't even know which Ant Man movie this is either, and I forgot that was the full title <laughs> until the end credits. I was like, "Oh yeah, the Wasp as well." Yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, this is the third Ant Man film. Um, <laughs> the first one, I can't. The first one, and we'll talk about why I did totally forgot the whole plot until halfway through this movie and i'm like oh my god that's what the plot was about when they reminded um, you of the plot <laughs> yes when they reminded you of the plot exactly so that that was a that was an interesting moment but yeah i mean this is like film number 30 whatever i, I don't even know the number anymore but the point is there's there's a lot of these movies and um we could sit here and we could review the whole movie but it's still in theaters and honestly if you want to go watch it you know go watch it um 
if you know, we I think it's fair it's fair to say this is going to be a spoiler conversation because we're just gonna talk about the movie. I mean, hell, the movie's been out almost three weeks now, so just go watch it at this point. Um, but yeah, I think instead of doing our, our usual format, let's kind of like let's kind of break it up and let's let's kind of break this down to like kind of what we liked about this movie and what we didn't like about this movie. So uh, we'll alternate, Josh. But uh, let, let's let's go through some things. What was what was something that you really liked about this movie? So it was kind of this double edged sword. The way that they made this movie, where it's kind of doing its own thing. Like mm-hmm. I don't see Captain America running across the screen. The screen Thor doesn't show up. The Guardians of the Galaxy don't show up. It's very much like self contained, which I really enjoy. Um, but also, it was like setting up stuff for us to all watch for the next ten years of our lives. Yeah. But but it, again, like double edged sword. But the positive spin on that aspect is that it, it does feel like it does its own thing, which in a, in the Marvel universe, I really appreciate. Have come to appreciate. Yeah, I mean that that's a that's a super good point because I think so many of the prior movies in Phase Four, uh, because I'm ninety nine percent sure this is the first one of Phase Five, um, as we take this arduous long trek to the mutant storyline my goodness can we just finally get an x-men movie (laughs) anyways um yeah this is the first one and i think where this movie differs from some of the other i guess you could say other marvel established movies that we've had like thor for example is that there was a lot of characters from the i guess you can say like the 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 prior movies that had such a big impact and like the big overarching uh, MCU. And we don't really get to see a lot of that with the Ant-Man cast. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they, they showed up during the infinity war, but that was it. Right. That, that was a bit, that was basically the extent. So it was nice. It was nice to see all of them. Um, and to, to piggyback onto that, I think something that I really enjoyed about this movie by far, the best part of the entire film, was Jonathan Major's portrayal of Kang the Conqueror. You know, this is, you know, we only got like a snapshot of his character from Loki. Uh did did you did you ever watch Loki? I did. Season one? Okay, yeah. So I thought his character again was the most uh captivating part of the show. And same thing here, you know, in this movie. I think he did a lot of uh, you know, the, his purpose in the movie was kind of just to give context to who his character is. And I think this movie really served as that vehicle. You know, I don't know if that's how I would have done it, but that's what they did. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's funny. Like you come out of the gate with that one. Uh, that, that was my third thing that I liked about the movie. And definitely my favorite part uh, was King. And yeah, Jonathan Majors is a powerhouse, both physically and as an actor. And, you know, you, you don't really see like, I don't know if you saw those videos of like him training for the film. Yeah, I did. actually. Yeah. Well, he's and also I, training for that. Creed. And Creed. Yeah. Yeah. So, two birds, like, one son. <laughs> yeah. Because like when you watch this movie, you're like, you don't really get to see like how strong he really is. Right. You see You see a bicep at the end of the movie. Right. right. But, uh, you know, I, I think maybe he was just trying to get into shape to carry this movie. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. It's, yeah, it's, no. it's a it's a heavy burden to bear. Um, he he has the potential. You saw glimpses of like how intimidating and imposing he can be. Yeah, but at the same time, he's very very charismatic and like very genuine. Charismatic. And and I and I think that's what made it interesting, right? His character is 
not it's so easy for a character like this to be like over the top like i think of uh who's the actor that played the joker the 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 goblin the green goblin in spider-man i can't remember his name um willem dafoe well thank you willem dafoe like i like willem dafoe but sometimes he can be eccentric as the villain you know what i mean um and you know it, it may not come off right even though i think he does a good job as green goblin um I think Jonathan Majors did a very good job of like making us understand where that where his character is coming from. Even if even if we don't agree, even if we don't think it's right, you know what I mean. We yeah. at least understand like, oh, he's out for revenge, and you know that's that that simple as that. He's out for revenge. There are these moments of sincerity in him and like a, a tenderness. Do you think that it's sincere, or is he like like a sociopath, psychopath, where he like knows how to play that? So it's funny you say that because I don't know if you caught that him. And he who remains both kind of made the same comment that letting me die only ushers in a greater evil. Yeah, yeah. And and so I think like all real like like bad men in history, like they're coming from their perspective as a from a place of like that's the only way I know how to fix it, right? And from his his perspective, it's like a dad knowing what like what harm is behind like the curtain if that makes any mm-hmm. sense okay. and so and so like when he's looking at time he's basically saying he's like you don't know what's there you don't know how bad it gets he's like i'm from his perspective yeah this is the only way he knows how to fix it you know what i mean and he even admits it as, as much it's like you know that we 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 did something and it we we didn't take it seriously. We made a mess out of it, and it's up to me, you know. If in a weird way, he's trying to take responsibility. You know what I mean for for his own mistakes, and I think that's what makes his character inter- interesting. You know what I mean? He's not being evil for the sake of being evil. He's doing it for both revenge, but also redemption in his own eyes, even if we don't agree with it. Yeah. How much do you know about King as a comic character? I've learned a lot more, Okay, but I don't know the whole bookend because I have a feeling he's going to be a character that's going to be in the MCU for a very, very long time. Was that a a time pun or something? No, it wasn't even a time (laughs) pun. I just think think his character being so infinite makes it hard for you to actually technically kill him. And there's probably going to be a point where you can't technically kill him so he's basically like if doctor who was evil right right like it's very very much that like he he's or, timeless or rick sanchez uh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah actually that's a good one he, he's like a rick sanchez like without the humor <laughs> right without the humor and uh with a conscience which which i guess you can think about what that means well, you know what i mean Maybe I mean like we don't, I don't know what version of King we're getting or if and if he's being sincere but like in the latest comics that that he's been in he's very much like a narcissist where he's like I am I like I am the Lord of Time like it bends mm-hmm. to my will mm-hmm. and like I know what is best and like my pursuit of, of power and knowledge like surpasses anything else. But it's so true. I don't, though, I don't know right? if we're gonna get that here or not because I, because I think well I don't know maybe we do because I think the best and coldest line in the whole movie. Is when Scott's like, I'm an Avenger. And he's like, have I killed you before? Yeah. Like, and he's like, sorry, you all just blur together. I'm like, damn, that's <laughs> that's, uh, that's 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 pretty menacing. I don't know. 
they were almost too subtle, and in my opinion, of like how scary he actually is. Right. Like, like when um, what's is it Janet? Janet, yes, yeah. Is that the mom? That's the mom. Yeah. Like Played when she Michelle has like, Pfeiffer. yeah, when she has that yeah. vision. I really wish they would have shown him like actually conquering planets and not just like going Super Saiyan on like one battlefield. Well, we'll get into that's one of my dislikes. We'll get okay. into that in, in a minute. Um, so hang on to that thought. We'll, we'll, I'll I'll say my uh, my my other like I liked Modok in this movie. I'm sorry. I I literally started busting out laughing in the theater because I totally forgot his character was in the first movie and I just yeah. thought it was hilarious. I thought I know some people didn't like it. I thought it was funny. I don't know. What I don't you tell me what you thought. I I thought it was hilarious. They so I think they did a good job of not making like taking the character too seriously. I mean cuz he's, he's essentially just like a floating head with like little arms and legs attached. Yes. And, and so I, I think I, I think they could have taken a little bit further, like making him a, like a joke. I mean, he's also very terrifying. Like he's he's a very like lethal character. I don't think he's dead. Fact, I don't think he's I don't think his character's dead though. No, no, no I said deadly. Like he, oh, like, like he has sorry, killed a lot of people. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's very good at it. Um, yeah. And, and so like uh, they had like, a pretty good balance between like he's scary, but also like like even we don't take him seriously. So, yeah, and yeah, I, and I and like I that. I think that's that's kind of like how that merges together with like why I like this character so much because I thought it was funny that like I don't okay the MCU's thing is that like you just have a lot of funny characters and so I thought it was funny to see this person who's supposed to be menacing but they're just kind of goofy and to make it the character from the the villain because I can't remember the actor's name but he's also in Billions so he's just this like serious guy so it was just funny to seeing him in this in this light where he's kind of just a goofball. It's just, I don't know. It just makes me laugh. It's, it was funny. I like that. Yeah. Like, and I, it like kind of goes against the whole like tonal humor of the MCU in a way. Yeah. The fact that like, I don't know. He, he's a scary guy, like bad guy, but they made him into a joke. I don't right. know, it, was, it was a different approach. Yeah. To, like the, the MCU, like funny guy. I thought it was okay. I thought I laughed. It made me laugh again. Seeing his face was a shocking reveal. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> Oh, and you, we saw his face. All right, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and, and like, obviously, we both loved Jonathan Majors as King. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm pretty sure anywhere you hear somebody talk about this movie, that's what you're going to hear. Mm-hmm. That he like was the powerhouse of the film. And that's not to detract from like the other the other cast and crew. Um, another thing I did enjoy was, you know, like Paul Rudd and, and like the whole Ant-Man family. Like mm. they had a nice dynamic going like it, it you know. It, it it was enjoyable to watch. It wasn't yeah. earth shattering, groundbreaking, but like it was enjoyable. Um, I another thing I liked was the quantum realm itself. I thought it was really fun to be in the quantum realm. I think it was a nice departure from a lot of the sameness we get out of a lot of the you know our uh, superhero movies now, where it's Atlanta, it's New York, it's San Francisco, whatever. Like it. I, it was cool being in this different universe and we've learned very little about the quant- the quantum realm, but also I thought it was really cool just to be in a different setting. So it, it's funny that for you, the quantum realm was something that you liked because that was actually one of the things I didn't like about the movie. And it's not that I dislike the quantum realm overall. Mm-hmm. I just disliked the way it was executed 
because it, it like it doesn't feel it didn't feel like it had enough depth for me. It had so much potential. And I, I think the issue is like we're in the era of, of kind of it's almost revolutionary to use practical effects in a film. Whereas, you know, years and years ago, it was revolutionary to use CGI in a movie. And like it like the quantum it was super cool because it had like a very Star Wars feel to it. Like you go to a bar, there's all these weird creatures roaming around, but like it didn't have the same depth as like yeah. a George Lucas Star Wars alien bar. Right. Like it, 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 it felt like something was missing. And, and like I really wanted to like the quantum realm, but it was just too much CGI for me. And, it, <laughs> and to, like to, to like go in a totally different direction. I just watched the uh, last week's episode of The Last of Us. Yeah. And in the post episode, you know how they do those post episode little things? Yeah, little, yeah. Uh, one of the actors, she was saying how uh, doing her job was so easy because they had a physical set. Like everything was, in, they're, in they're the a reference was a real. Reference. Yeah. And she was saying how it made it so much easier to do the job of acting and to like right. be engaged in it. And I feel like you really miss out on that in, in, in a, a movie like this where it's a lot of CGI. Because there's cool, cool visuals, but the 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 whole time I'm thinking like they, these people are standing in a studio with just like green screen, screen all around them or blue screen or whatever, like they're not actually reacting to anything. And like I feel bad that like they don't have something to react to because acting is about reacting and engaging. And to, well, to me, it's funny you say that because I think like the VFX is one of the things I didn't like as well just the actual visual effects because what made me laugh was like, I feel like I was watching uh shark boy and lava. Like, yeah. Lava Girl. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like, I don't know why. I was like, I just thought of that the whole time <laughs> I was watching the movie and Modoc didn't help either. So I was like, Oh geez. Like, like this is literally like, like someone's like, yeah, let's take shark boy and lava girl and let's put this in the MCU. Um, so I agree. Like, I think the visuals were, uh, had, what, what did they call it? Like, like, um, like an uncat uncanny Valley, like, vibe where it's like my brain is just having a real difficult time like deciphering what i'm viewing here okay um, yeah yeah you know what i mean and i i don't know i mean like i'm glad yeah, you said that yeah i mean because, yeah yeah well, when i was watching i was like am i just getting old like i just can't tell what's going on on the screen right now yeah I, and i think that's a testament to the second thing that i i don't like about this film is i'm i'm tired of the of the cookie cutter marvel format like Disney's unwillingness to break away from uh set piece, set piece, big action set piece, and then that's it. And then the movie's plot itself is only an inch of like a bigger plot. You know what I mean? It it it, it when you think about like the plot of this movie, it's it it moves the story very slowly. You know, I'm 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 tired of piecemealed stories. Um I would like a full feature-length movie, and I think what makes it you know, we, we, episode we're never going to do because the movie is too damn long is Avatar Way of the Water. But <laughs> one thing that I do like about Avatar Way of the Water is that as long as the movie was, I felt like I got a a complete story. Like from start to finish, there is a complete story. Yes, it's part of more of like a bigger franchise, but I didn't feel like like I only got a little bit of the story. Does it make sense? Like I, I got a I got a movie telling its own story from start to finish. It's a weird thing that we have to ask for that in our movies now, but that's where we are. We're, I just didn't feel like that. I, I don't know about you. No, I, I 100% agree. 
I actually haven't seen the second Avatar, Avatar movie. And like, if anyone else hasn't, I, I, my comparison would be the Batman movie. It's mm. a very long movie, but you feel like you're getting a full and enjoyable story. And, and I agree. Like the 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 plot of this movie didn't feel super consequential. Yeah. Like the, I was like, is like I I know I've read a little bit of the comics. So I was like, I know what King is capable of. But to your casual moviegoer, like to me, I'm like, is it really that bad if he escapes? Like I don't. It doesn't feel like it would be such a bad thing. Yeah, well, sure, they, they never explain why, but like they, they tell no, us, but they don't tell us, really tell us why. Yeah, that, I I think they they tell us that it's bad, but they don't tell us why it's bad. And I think that's the that's the 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 last thing that I just couldn't stand about this movie was the tone. Josh, we are thirty something movies in, ten <laughs> TV shows in. Who are you? The Venn diagram. For people who are going to go to a Marvel movie and know nothing about Marvel Comics, about the MCU, it has to be so narrow that financially it cannot make sense to keep making movies under the paradigm that someone's in the theater watching this and will not understand anything. Like, for the first 45 minutes, they kept referencing Kang as him, he, who, like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, we saw him in the trailer. (laughs) <laughs> we know he's in the movie. Yeah. What is the purpose of this? What is the what is the functional purpose of dragging uh, this out for 45 minutes? I was like, holy cow, that's wild, you know? I I totally agree, man. And, and, and yeah, like it, it's that Marvel formula. And like there are people out there who who will complain about me or other people complain about the Marvel formula, but it is a thing. And if you don't acknowledge it, like I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like yeah, it is a thing. <laughs> it, it is a thing. I don't enjoy it, and like I, and I say that as a fan. Like I want to like these movies. I want to la- like the stuff that they're putting out. But when it's always this formula, like it, it is harder for me to engage. But like the overall story of like they're trying to escape the quantum realm. Also, yeah. like that was another part. I was like, this doesn't feel like it should be that difficult. If Cassie, her name's Cassie, right? <laughs> I yes, Cassie. Cassie if she Lane. like built this like in their garage, that little machine, over however many years by herself, like don't get me whole, started on the that. The whole family. Don't get are me started very, on that. Very smart people. Yeah, like I feel like they could have figured out a way to get out together. So like again, like that was something that didn't make sense. And then another thing with with the, the whole the family was the the helmets. Oh like, yes, a, a peeve of mine. Pet Thank you. Where every five minutes they would like take off their helmets to like talk. <laughs> I was like, is this Power Rangers? <laughs> yeah. And like the, the first the first few times it happened, I was like, time out. I was like, how do you know the air is breathable here? I, I know asked this is like the same thing. I was like, stuff, but I was like what, so, tell me. Yeah. Well, not only that, but like going back, were you t- talking about uh, Cassie building the, this thing? Why does every person in the MCU? have to be a STEM genius. Why? (laughs) Why? 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 (laughs) It's okay to be normal. It's okay to just be like, yeah, I got C's in math. Like, that's fine. Every one of them is a a STEM genius. I know. This, again, reference, tone. Who is this movie for? The 16-year-old girl who, for all we know, right, just spent five years during the blimp with like, you know, an impaired education system. You know, I'm sure like 
most of those years were not focused on making sure kids got a good education, right? That's a good point. Coming out of the blip, she's like, hey, guess what? I'm a I'm an astrophysicist slash chemist, whatever. I'm just gonna build this Yo. this echolocation radio that can go between dimensions just on a whim. Like, get the F oh, out of here. Oh, I'm tired dude, of it. I'm tired of it. I'm sorry. A good point. Like, yeah. Our education system basically collapsed due to COVID. I right. can't imagine what, like, well, basically a mass extinction yes. event would have would have to the education system. <laughs> wow. I, I, that, and that's my point. Why does every kid have to be a genius? Uh, it's okay for some of these kids to just be normal kids. It's cool. Yeah. It's fine. You know what I mean? Like, like it's okay for them to just be like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm a delinquent student, whatever. Like, they don't all have to be in STEM. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. It's okay. It's okay. There's more yeah. normals than there are. I think this is one of the reasons why X-Men is just going to be so just incredible, right? Because it's, I hope, I'm hoping it's going to be a breath of fresh air because the stories kind of have to force you to do something different instead of these, you know, I don't want to like a, I don't want like a Gambit movie and then it's like Gambit fighting, I don't know, Kang or something. That'd be weird, right? So right, right. Th- those, those X-Men movies have to force you to do something a little bit different. You know, I can't wait for those, but um yeah uh, okay so let's 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 get into like like we could just talk about like some of the scenes real quick so like what was your like what was your least favorite scene in the movie uh well i get i get I, I, I can't get away from the helmet thing and i just want to say like <laughs> disney owns marvel they own star wars they literally made a show where you don't see the main character's face until like t- the end of the show yeah and it's one of their like most successful properties right now if that if you can do that like you can you can you can see their eyes. It's not like you can't see their eyes. You could do the Iron Man where you can see their face inside. It's just a small thing, but I got, I, I I can't get away from it. I, I think a big source of that is because Ant Man is not a very like engaging hero. So it's how Disney spins the wheel, right? How can I make toys? Well, have him in his suit for ninety percent of the film. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, yeah, it, it's it's silly, but. You know, everyone's got to have suits. I was half expecting um, uh, Hank Pym to bust out in a suit at one point. I, I, was, I, I thought he was going to as well. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. Oh, also, everyone's got a suit. Also, when he was flying the ship, do, Don't you think me, actually, this, do you think he actually like had his hands in something? I heard someone else asking so, this. So I so first of all, the ship thing. Um, you know, in the movie, they fly a ship, and he he has to double fist it. Which is wild. What a wild ship design. Um, aesthetically, I don't understand why. Like nothing else in the quantum realm at this point had anything like that. I, you know, I wonder if there are writers from Rick and Morty who wrote on this uh, wrote on this movie. It does have that feel. It, it 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 a lot of this movie that I think about it has a has a lot of like random rick and morty-esque like things like why 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 is that a ship design yeah. also if you want to get into like like nitpicky like you know what really pissed me off when cassie's like how do i break open this this cell that's in an alien language and then she smashes the head of one of the king soldiers and yeah. it opens it and then later all of a sudden they're just doing a jailbreak and i'm like how how do they know how to do that like you just got here it's only been 20 minutes uh, we'll get it down a little bit. Um, but yeah, okay. what was your least favorite? Yeah, we want to do We're favorite, going. least favorite. Let's let's do let's let's do least favorite. Let's yeah, end on a I want to I want to end on a positive note. Yeah, yeah. so let's do least favorite. Uh, least favorite the the very end where King loses. <laughs> okay, perfect. That was my 
because <laughs> like that was something, my- something Marvel has done really a really good job of with their compelling <laughs> villains is you want them to win. Yeah. Like, yeah. Low key, like Thanos, like he has a point. Killmonger has a point. Yeah. Um, Namor, Namor has I a mean, point. And arguably even, he's not really the even, villain, but you know, whatever. even King, even King has a point, right? Because yeah. the reality is they don't know what they're up against. He knows what they're up against. Like if if this is a legion of bloodthirsty time shaping warriors, what is what is what are you gonna do? Where, where do you even start? You know what I mean. So he, he even has a point. Yeah. So I I like I wanted to to win, not because like I'm some like crazy person sociopath, but because I wanted him to escape the quantum realm and then go out and like hide somewhere and start getting ready for his conquests. And then the heroes going forward in the the following films like they're kind of like with iron man where like they're afraid they know something's out there and they don't know like when it's gonna go off that's what i wanted and the fact that he like he lost to an ex-con and his wife who's like the ceo of this company i was like whose powers (sighs) is to grow small and large by the way right i put that out there I'm not hating on Ant-Man and the Wasp. They're they're fun characters. They they have their their cool moments. But the fact that they beat Kang, the Conqueror, even for a moment, I was like, no, come on, man. I'm going to say that this is the equivalent of Black Widow defeating Kang, the Conqueror. Okay? I'm sorry. I just don't think... I just don't think his... his, I don't think his uh, character, the hero, is very interesting. I don't. I, I think he's always been one of these like ancillary Avenger characters, you know, to have their own feature film. I was always on board because I'm like, oh, you're going to make these like a comedy. You know, the, you've you've drifted away from like the comedy elements and kind of just lean into just standard movie. And so now I'm just like, well, this is stupid. Like ants. This man died to ants or theoretically died to ants. Like that's stupid. Uh. Like that's that's really dumb. And like, I would be on board if it was like in a funny way. Like, you know, remember like in the Guardians of the Galaxy, like they, they stopped the, the, what's his name? The, 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 the adjudicator, whatever that guy was. Oh, Ronan. Like, the Ronan, accuser. yeah. By, the accuser. Yeah. By, by dancing. You know yeah. how like, you know, like random, but like funny that was like, yes, yes. I would have been okay with like, so if they took like a funnier tone with the ant thing, but it wasn't, it was just like, oh, here's an army of ants of cyborg future and again i swear i i'm gonna look this up when we're done recording i this is like some i feel like someone on this writing staff wrote for rick and morty this is a very rick and morty-esque like it thing really to is. put in a movie no, I think about yeah, it, yeah. It, there has to be because that is crazy that is nuts and it wasn't even like a cool fight he just got ripped apart by ants uh, oh man well, i don't know dude and then they like smushed him into the uh the uh, the cube. The, the, like the quantum realm time space jumper thingy. Yeah. Where, where I was like, oh, the bad guy got sucked into this little thing. It's like, come on, well, guys. Well, well, that's why I didn't think he was dead. I was like, they gave, him a, they gave him a, they gave him a Superman, Superman, uh, you know, uh, what's the realm that, uh, Phantom Zone. the Phantom Zone. Yeah. They gave him yeah. the Phantom Zone treatment and like just bloop, you know, out of existence or whatever. But, I just, you know, I didn't like that scene either. I, I'm totally with you. I felt like that was really stupid. Um, it wasn't interesting. It wasn't even like funny. So I'm just like, what was that? Like, 
that's it. And then you just and then they go back. And then and that made me that made me say to myself, like, what was the point of like Scott doing this like self-sacrifice thing if it, they could just bring him back? Like I thought he was gonna be stuck in the quantum yeah, realm. Same. And of course, you know, uh Elon Elon Musk laying over there just Boop, 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 and just found the coordinates again. I'm like, get the hell out of here, dude. Come on. Like, Disney, for the love of God, add consequences to your movies. Please. Eat. It's okay if Ant-Man lost. That would have been more interesting because he's not, he's not like, you know, Thor or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you mean to tell me in some universe, Kang killed Thor but didn't defeat Ant-Man? Like, God, Jesus, dude. This is so dumb. This is so stupid. I'm sorry. It was just so dumb. Uh, okay, so let's let's lean into like what we liked. Let's be nice. What do we like? Uh, favorite scenes, right? We're talking about yeah. favorite scenes. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, something else that, off the top of the dome right now. Um, so like it, you know they live happy ever ever after mm-hmm. is like the route they're kind of going. I will give them credit because then when Scott's walking around doing his you know go lucky happy thing, mm-hmm. he starts to like have these doubts. He's like, wait, did we do the right thing? Mm-hmm. Did we just kill everybody? I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like this. Like, you're at least acknowledging like there is some consequence to the good guys, quote unquote, winning. Okay, but they did the same thing in Doctor Strange. They did. Remember, Doctor Strange ended, and it was like his. Uh, oh, yeah. It's like ex-wife came. When, the when eye Tia shows up. Yeah, yeah. The eye popped out. So it's like it's not. It's not a real consequence if he. Yeah. If, if it's ending, I'm like a. a I. I can't, yeah. I can't I can't with these movies but, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my for real favorite scene, I don't know what this says about me, is when Kang is just like lit like beating the life out of Scott, like yes. into a bloody pulp. For several reasons. One, it's like, hey, like this guy is not to be messed with. That was one. Two, Jonathan Majors, you get to see the one bicep. And it's like, yeah, yes. dude, you are yoked. You are terrifying. And three. I really like. I was hoping Scott like was gonna get like legit messed up. Yeah, because I, it adds yeah. gravity to the situation, and it's like, yo, he's a good man, but he's not the best of the Avengers. He's got a lot of heart, yeah. and like he he loses, he he lost, and like, I thought that's where they're gonna go. That he it just gets out. pulverized, pulverized, and I wonder if there was like a version, and they screen tested it, and people yeah. were like, oh no, this is too violent. I, I really wish they would have done that where he just gets annihilated. Like they had to put him in like a full body cast in the hospital. And then King disappears with his army and gets ready to, to conquer our universe. Well, remember tone, right? What did I say earlier that like, what is the Venn diagram for the people who have not watched these movies? Like it's okay to make movies specifically for Marvel fans. Like that's fine. Like I promise you, you probably, if anything, you'll get more people to watch the movie. Okay, I mean, like, we have money. Like we will pay. Yeah, we will pay the money to go watch something. In- yeah, we just want we just want something that's interesting, right? And so, like, I agree. I like that scene when they were fighting because it felt leveled, and to some degree, even though not really, because even with raw strength, he's still very much stronger than Scott. And um, I don't know. I mean, I I I, I kind of wish that we would have got maybe more closure out of that scene than what we got, but. Um, my favorite scene in the movie was the scene when uh, Scott went to the core and tried, and we we got like a little hint <laughs> at yeah. I, I and what I liked about that scene is I think that's supposed to be a hint at how Kang became Kang because each Scott 
that was being multiplied was a version of him. And when you think about it, right, at least in my understanding, it's because he's in, he's using the power of the core. I think that was supposed to be a hint of how Kang multiplied himself into different uh, uh, realities because we got the Baskin Robin one. Remember, we got the Baskin Robin Scott. We got like different Scots. And so, and so I think like what shocked Modoc and Kang was when he was able to all have the same goal and they all work together because clearly all the Kangs can't do that. So right, I thought true. that, That's yeah. True. So I, I thought that was a cool scene. I thought that was a very clever scene. Um, I thought that was done very, that, that, that was the best scene in the movie, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, overall, what are your final thoughts? Like, what, what do you think? Should people go watch this movie? If you're an MCU fan, yeah, go watch it. If you have time to kill, go watch it. Uh, I, I mean, I, obviously, I went to go see it, so I saw some value in at least checking it out. It, the the film it sets up a lot for the next phase of Marvel, w- but at the cost of sacrificing its own story. And, and and we've talked about this before, I think, where especially with the MCU, you need to create a story that stands alone on its own. Like I, like I should like a casual moviegoer should be able to go to see this, yeah, and enjoy it for what it was, and not for what it's going to set up in the next you know 15 movies yeah um you know it, it's a marvel movie that does its own thing um but like it needs to be able to be good at doing it its own thing it, it can't just like be mediocre it, it's a decent movie it honestly kind of falls flat I, I i had i had hoped for more um but uh, you know hoping that the next chapter in marvel the mcu um uh, does better yeah i'm just gonna echo a lot what you said um I think the movie is is fine. I think that's the problem, right? We got we have too many of these movies that are just fine. Um, I would hope that Kevin Feige and friends can really sit down and say, does every movie need to serve the 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 <laughs> does every movie need to be sacrificed for the greater good? And does it need to be part of this big overarching uh universe? Because I think what was so underwhelming about phase four was that we didn't have anything to build up to. You know what I mean? At least not that we can see. And so it's it doesn't... Now we're leaning into phase five and we have another slew of movies and TV shows and it doesn't really seem like there's something keeping us together. I, I think that's what made the first few phases interesting, right? Each Avengers movie kept us engaged in the plot. This this These phases are missing that. Um, I think... The sooner they can bring, roll in the X-Men, and I think that's what the purpose of the quantum stuff is supposed to be, to try to, like, explain why, you know, because we've gone so long without mutants. <laughs> so yeah, I, think that's, yeah. I think that's the purpose of these these phases, to explain why the X-Men, because I'm sure we'll have many, many phases of just X-Men movies. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I think I very lightly recommend this movie because it was a good Kang movie, but that's about it. Um, other than that, don't waste your time. <laughs> All right. You man. Get here. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, if you liked our show guys, let us know. You can find us on any, uh, social media platform, uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok. Uh, at the bandwagon fan podcast. Uh, if you want to listen to our show, you can find us on anywhere. You can find your podcast, Stitcher, Apple, Google. Uh, I think Amazon has a podcast platform now. Everyone has a podcast platform now. So um, bandwagon fan podcast. 
that's where you can find us. I'm AJ. This is Josh. And we'll see you guys next time. The Bandwagon Fan Podcast is hosted by Josh Jimenez, Alex Mogosa, and me, AJ Soy. Our show is produced by Kate Smith and edited by your boy, AJ. Our social media is managed by Natalia Kokulia, and our theme song, Lush Waves, is provided to us by Taylor Lewin of Underscore Audio. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.